0: this thing on recording okay this is uh officer Mathers bleakhaven city police department personal log entry one i was walking through the department building today had just about getting ready to head to the locker room and head home i bumped into uh secretary jill she was pushing a cart full of these just old boxes of books, and files, and all sorts of stuff. said that uh, they were clearing out some of the old evidence logs, probably about a hundred years old, oddly enough. And uh, they were going to bring them down to the incinerator. I suppose the statute of limitations can only go so long she dropped something off the cart she was pushing it down and i was about to stop her but uh, it was a book it, uh, journal i suppose opened up had a picture in it that i could swear was the exact same symbol i had seen in i believe it was the benny hill case on the wall just this weird face so, I decided if it was uh, going to go be incinerated anyway, why not take a look? Not feeling too confident with the admin av- as of late. Can't quite say that they're uh, doing stuff they shouldn't be, but this is definitely worth investigating. So, I'm going to make this log for who? I don't know. Probably myself. See if I can't find some relation between that symbol. Let's see if I can't figure out what Admin's up to. So I'm gonna go Go ahead and start reading this. That damn blue-nosed Sammy came in today. I was hoping they wouldn't get us involved. I have enough to worry about without the suits breathing down my neck. I wanted to tell him to get lost, but Vincent's boys can be convincing, and I don't want any more of them to show up unannounced. Apparently something is cutting into their territory, and Creepy Dan. Uh, all right, Creepy Dan is the only man for the job. Since Rainy is still down and out, I took Bill with me to the scene. I swear, as useless as Rainy can be, Bill is tenfold worse. Although he is the kind of intimidating you need around these puffed shirts. If he can keep his nerve, that is. After I checked up on Rainy and made sure Charles was taking care of her, I gave him a chunk of meat and we've... What? I gave him a chunk of meat? Is that like a steak house? Alright. I gave him a chunk of meat and we followed Sammy down to the docks. Looks like we've got some quotes in here. I thought we were done with these guys, boss. Bill kept his focus on the road and car ahead. Yeah, well, I thought we were too. Well, why'd you agree to come? You said we were even with these guys. It's not exactly like I can just say, No thanks, Sammy. If I did, he'd schedule me in for a concrete shoe fitting. I rolled my eyes. Sounds like some mobster stuff. Bill shook his head. Did he say why they needed us? It must be something weird, after last time, I mean. He just said something was killing in their territory. Frankly, I think I've seen enough killing. Bill was right. After the war, I had already had more than my fill of death. Sometimes I feel like I'm right back in it with everything we've done as of late. I suppose this is war, but not the same kind. This isn't nearly as straightforward. At least, as a peon, I didn't have to worry about the path ahead. Every new prospect that comes across my desk brings forth the possibility and probability of death, mutilation, or worse. I got comfortable hunting ghosts in attics and giving old women garlic to hang outside their doors. It's gone back to how it used to be with Tensington. Except now, we don't have to go to far-off lands to see the bazaar. It's knocking on my door constantly. He's probably thrilled and jealous that I'm seeing the things I am right here in Bleakhaven. As much as I hate to admit it, that sadness I feel when I think of the old man makes me appreciate that Rainey, Charles, and even Bill are on this path with me. It's already consuming me. I'd hate to see where I'd be without them. Sounds like a sentimental guy. Anyway, we pulled up to the docks soon enough. Sammy lifted his hand as we got out of the car. I know you have something. Leave your weapons in the car. I rolled my eyes as I put my shotgun and Bill's 45 pistol in the trunk. I left my Kodak at home. I didn't want to have to replace it again. Sammy then gestured to a rundown warehouse. Step right up, boys. Inside the building, it was damp and smelled of blood. The body was skinless. Just like that Benny Hill case. The body was skinless on the ground, near some crates and a truck. Two other suits were hanging around. Their names weren't worth remembering. Well, well, if it ain't Creepy Dan and his buddy. Where's that fine cut of meat that follows you around? One of them said, walking towards us. I rolled my eyes at the fool. Probably drinking herself into a stupor. I point to the body. You know this guy? Sammy spoke up. He was bringing some foreign goods into the warehouse for us. Foreign? From where? The three laughed. Outside of the country somewhere. Sammy lit a cigarette. Look, Dan, they don't pay me to ask those kinds of questions. I just know they aren't drugs or weapons. Some high-end collector stuff. I may need to talk to the collector to figure out exactly what was being shipped in. Was anything stolen? I walked up to the boxes. Only one long crate was open. It wasn't just open, but broken. Do you know what was stolen there? Sammy pointed off toward the door. We got someone looking into it, but like I said, it's above our pay grade. Even in a situation like this, they don't want us knowing too much. Well, I see why you brought me in. Nobody would skin a man to get some high-end collectible. I stooped down to the body. Shoot him, maybe. But this takes a lot more effort. For what? Yeah, it's creepy. That's why we came for you. Sammy puffed his cigarette towards me. I then noticed on one of the crates a symbol drawn in the man's blood. Since I didn't have my camera, I've drawn the symbol at the top of this entry. That's that's the symbol I'm talking about. This is what I this is what I saw on that Benny Hill scene. It was harder to see because of the blood splatter, but it was obviously there. That face. Any idea what this could mean? Sammy came to look closer and shook his head. I don't know much about cryptic drawings done in blood. I moved to another box. Bill, come help me open this. Bill hesitantly looked at me, then to Sammy. Sammy glared at me. You can't just open this stuff, Dan. What did I just finish telling you? We need a lead, and looking at that guy, I'd like to get it sooner rather than later. Sam and I looked at each other for a few moments, then he flicked the ash off the tip of the cigarette. Fine. Open it up. If anything happens, I'm blaming you. Bill grabbed a crowbar and helped me to open up the crate. It was full of sawdust. I stuck my hands in and found a golden mask. It was obviously the face in the symbol. Its eyes were closed and its lips were pursed. It looked like it was wearing long, dangling earrings. What is it? Bill asked with intrigue. It's a mask, probably from Southern or Central America, I said, examining the artifact. Sammy took it from me. Is this enough of a lead for you? I stood and looked at him. Seems like it'll have to be. Stop by tomorrow, and I'll let you know what I learn. I'll be at the library for a few hours if you find anything else out. Felt good to leave Sammy and his boys behind. I looked to Bill in the car. What do you make of all this? Like maybe I should have let that lake thing eat me. Lake thing? Oh, like the Loch Ness? Then I wouldn't have to be involved anymore. He cracked a smile. I laughed. Is that your idea of a joke? I guess so, boss. Well, don't quit your day job. Hopefully we can find whatever weirdo did this and move on. At the library, Bill and I scoured the Mesoamerican history section. Eventually, Bill found a picture of an idol that looked similar to the mask. Reading into it more, I found out the mask was an artifact used in worshipping an Aztec god called Totec. The book didn't say much about this god, aside from he was the god of harvest and rebirth. I'm not sure of the connection yet. I'll talk to Sammy about this tomorrow. Maybe he'll let us talk to the collector who hired them. For now, though, I need to check on Rainey. I didn't get much rest at all. Sammy came knocking in the middle of the night. They found another body, someone seemingly unconnected. One of the suits just happened to see a woman down an alleyway in the party part of downtown. The body was there, skinned as the one before it. The woman he saw was covered in blood and was just finishing drawing that symbol. She bolted down the alley. He lost her as he stumbled across the body. So we know it was a woman doing the killing. Odd, but at least we have a description. The body was also that of a woman. Apparently the suits have no idea who this lady was. Not that there were any identifiers left anyway. I looked at Sammy. Where is this collector? He's likely the only one who can help us at this point. Sammy puffed up his chest and came closer to me. That mask wasn't enough for you? The mask is connected to some Aztec god. That's all I know about it. I don't know of any Aztecs walking around Bleakhaven. If you take me to the contact, I can get a better idea of where to find this lady. Our clients enjoy their anonymity, even in these situations. To hell with anonymity! I pointed my finger at the stupid little man. Bill stood taller and crossed his arms. Even though I'm sure he hated me for this, I'm impressed he gave me some backup. Do you want the police to find one of these bodies and follow the trail back to you and your boss? Sammy drilled into my skull with his gaze. Fine. I don't have to tell you what's going to happen to you and your little business, if word gets out, do I? I wonder what kind of a business Dan runs. Like a PI or something? Alright, back to it. No, Sammy. I knew the general area of the address. No surprise, it was in the rich side of town, across the river and south through the woods. Bill and I drove down that way. As we were driving through the woods, Bill thought he saw someone on the side of the road. Our job was time-sensitive, though. I decided to have Bill keep going. If they were out for a stroll down this dark street in the middle of the night, that was their business, not mine. Although, in hindsight, I'm not sure if it was better we kept going or if we should have stopped. After a while of driving, we finally got to the massive house. The gate was locked up tight. It took some time, but Bill and I scaled the fence. I hate climbing. It took too much time and energy. We forcefully knocked on the front door. I almost had Bill find a way in before an older gentleman answered the door. He opened it just a crack, keeping the chain on. I never did catch his name. That's probably for the best. Who are you? How did you get in here? What do you want at this ungodly hour? I bent my head to see the man. We were sent by the Bleakhaven suits to talk to you about your uh, delivery. The old man unlatched the door. He was wearing only a fine robe. His gray beard was immaculate. Oh, splendid! Come in, come in. Has it arrived? We entered the place. It was massive. There were all sorts of objects from all over the world, and just his vestibule. If we had had more time, I would have liked to look at them a little closer. It will be soon enough. We need to talk to you about exactly what you have. The man became indignant as he shut the door behind him. Now, now, you said no questions asked. That's before some of our boys died over what you had us bring here. Died? I don't know anything about that. Bill instinctively straightened his back, standing tall, and Ida... COPISH? I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that's pronounced COPISH. Hanging on the wall. I trained him well. I'm sure it was easier to be intimidating around this little old man anyway. I furrowed my brow at him and presented my drawing of the symbol. Does this mean anything to you? He nodded and gestured down the hall. Yes. Follow me. I'll show you my collection," he said with a shaking voice. He led us down the hall to a room. It was full of Aztec and South American relics. The shaking in his voice faded as he talked about his collection. That's an ancient Aztec symbol. I've been collecting these things most of my life, you know. I've had a fascination with the artifacts from the rich Mesoamerican blah 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 He rattled off about it for a while, proudly showing off some of the masks and arrows he had. Of course, most of these I obtained legitimately, but some things aren't as legal to own in our fine country. The old man took us to a bare space of wall. He pressed some sort of mechanism on it and a trap door popped open. I have a friend down there. He lets me know of anything unique that gets uncovered. We walked into the hidden room there were more unconventional artifacts, weapons, and human remains most prominently. He kept prattling on for a while before saying anything remotely of relevance. He pointed to a staff laid out on a table in the middle of the room. This staff is the same as the one my favorite god from Aztec legend is depicted with. See the symbol carved into the knob? I've become a bit obsessed since adding it to my collection. So when my friend told me they discovered artifacts in relation to Totec and even a mummy, I had to have them. No expense spared. Totec, I whispered to myself. I looked over the staff, my mind racing over the cryptic possibilities. And what can you tell us about Totec? The old man pulled at his beard. (laughs) He was the god of goldsmithing. The harvest, rejuvenation, and things of that nature. Every year in the spring, they would have a festival of sorts. The priest would skin prisoners and wear... Bill and I looked at each other. They skinned people. Yes, of course. It was like the husk of corn. It symbolizes rebirth and rejuvenation. I picked up the staff. That explains the bodies. Now this staff and the symbol... What's its significance? Those men were skinned? The old man went pale. Yes, but now I understand. I glanced up at the man failing to hide my smirk. This was finally starting to make some semblance of sense. Someone was obviously performing some sick ritual in honor of this totech. My thoughts turned to the contents of the boxes. There was a long crate that was empty. A mummy could have been inside. The mummy? I believed it to be a priest of Totec. I presented the staff. Does this have any ritualistic purpose? Yes. It was used in human sacrifice during the month-long festival. Then the murderer is going to want it? We can use it to draw her out. I was practically bounding for the door. I finally had a way to stop this, and something interesting to study. The old man followed right behind. You can't just take that. That's a prized piece of my collection. I entered the vestibule. You'll get it back. Besides, you don't want... I stopped and looked at the front door. It was wide open. The old man forgot to lock it when he let us in. We all stood there, frozen for a moment. Then I turned to the old man and Bill. The old man became paler. "I I shut it. You saw me shut it. Bill nodded. Immediately we took in as much of our surroundings as we could. There was some mud on the floor. Not a lot, but someone had been here. The prints were made by someone without shoes. The old man flew up the stairs, mumbling something about a gun. I was impressed with how spry he was. I went for my shotgun. Damn, I whispered. It was still in the trunk. Bill and I looked at each other. I gripped the staff. Bill grabbed the Egyptian sword. We were tense and looking over our shoulders. Soon enough, we heard the old man's voice from upstairs. Boys! He came into view at the top of the stairs. It's my daughter. She seems to have had a traumatic episode. I need to call an ambulance. The woman emerged, covered in dried blood and dirt. Bill and I knew in an instant it was her. The old man rushed to her. No, dear. You should lay. The woman grabbed him and picked him up by his neck, stopping the flow of words. Bring the staff. I looked at Bill, then back to the woman. This staff? Her eyes narrowed. Yes. Bring it to me so that I may begin. This one will be adequate for the first ritual of the season. Absolutely not knowing what to do, I continued to babble. Oh, you must be Totex gal. This staff here isn't yours. It's uh, Egyptian. "'Yeah, it's for Ra, so we will have to find your staff somewhere else.' "'Maybe you could look FOOL!' She dropped the old man, and the next thing I knew she had my neck in one hand and was gripping onto the staff with the other. She must have actually flown down those stairs. "'Give me the staff!' I gripped the staff tighter, not understanding why she didn't rip it away from me. Before anything else could happen, Bill brought down the kopish onto the woman's arm. No fresh blood was shed." instead before my eyes the skin shrunk back in layers revealing dust beneath she let go of my neck and the staff to cover this new wound you've damaged my new skins with burning hatred in her eyes she produced a knife i will need to add to them i scrambled away as she moved toward bill he swung at her another spurt of dust but she was unfazed this was no priest or servant of totek this was Totek in the flesh. Damn. Thought I was onto something there. Just another work of fiction. Thanks, Dan. Alright, let's finish it see if I can find anything else useful. I sprung to my feet and brought down the staff onto her head. It made a very satisfying thunk. She spun around and clipped my hand with the knife. The staff seemed to be emboldened with the blood touching it. It seemed to bring it life somehow. Bill slashed the sword across her neck, cutting deep, but not severing it completely. Again, she seemed completely unfazed. In fact, she seemed more invigorated. I scrambled back against the wall. She gripped the sword in her neck and pulled it out. Mortals are always the same. So resistant to my offerings. I was disappointed to learn of your new state. She smiled revealing horrible, gnarled teeth. But I will shape you as I have in the past. I realized the staff was lending her energy from my blood. As she was dealing with Bill's sword, I propped the staff against the wall and kicked it, snapping it in half. When I looked back at her, her smile was gone. She was noticeably weaker. Then BOOM! The top of her torso was gone in an explosion of dust. Her head toppled to the floor. The light faded from her eyes. While we were preoccupied, the old man got his blunderbuss and ended Totek's new reign before it began. The man, understandably, was no longer in a talkative mood. Bill loaded the body into the car, and we left. Now Bill would say I'm lazy, but I didn't help because my hand was bleeding. I think fresh blood is what brought Totek back to the land of the living in the first place. My theory is that while moving the crate, the first victim must have knocked it over, causing it to break. He then must have cut himself on the broken wood, letting it seep into Totec's carcass. This somehow reanimated Totec, and she began preparing for the ritual. We stopped by Rainey's speakeasy, and Bill convinced her boss to give us an old barrel. That was where we put the body to store it until I come up with a better idea. After all that, I passed out. However, I was again woken by Sammy. I explained the killer was dealt with, and he can talk to the old man for details. I showed Sammy the body, and he seemed unconvinced. So you're telling me that this dusty old body was the killer? I sighed. Look, Sammy. You came to us because it was creepy. This lady was creepy. I'm not sure why she's like this, but she almost skinned me alive. With that, he seemed to relax enough. And left to talk to the old man. I'm glad to have this ordeal behind us, although I'm sure the next time Sammy walks into the office, it will once again be too soon. On the positive side, Rainey is doing much better today. I even told her a bit about the encounter. She doesn't care too much for my theories on the matter though, so that's normal. As I spoke to her, I did realize some strange aspects of this encounter. Well, more strange than just an ancient god coming back to life. Totek is an incredibly fascinating subject. Had this been a more reasonable being, I would have loved to talk to her for hours. It's too risky, and I doubt she would be cooperative anyway. The striking thing to me, as I recall this, is she was completely fluent in English. There wasn't even an accent. She also knew exactly where to find the staff. Then the old man called her his daughter. This all leads me to believe she has the ability to absorb knowledge through ritual, as well as rejuvenating herself with new skin. That's why she knew where to look after taking his daughter in that dark alleyway. I'm not sure how Totec knew who she was. Maybe the man loading the crate knew her. Perhaps Totek went through a few bodies before her. Alas, this is even more disappointing, thinking about the vast knowledge she possesses locked away behind a murderous, narcissistic personality is incredibly infuriating. Despite this, I'm happy to report that Totec is at rest once more. Daniel Blake Alright, well, as much as I'd like to just discount all of it as a work of fantasy, it's got a lot of stuff that is absolutely related to that Benny Hill case and to ignore that would just be insane this is i mean the skin bodies the symbol just why this was in evidence i have no idea like i said this reads more like a fantasy novel but there's some stuff in here some worthwhile stuff i think it might be best for me to start at the beginning of this journal and work my way through But for now, I think I've got a bit to ponder on this. That is Officer Mathers out.